Good morning, church. Hey, my name is Nate. It is so great to be with you. I've had the honor of working with Jenny on our Lent practice groups, writing some of the curriculum and being involved with some of our facilitators, and I have so enjoyed it. Um, and every Sunday during Lent, we're inviting one of our facilitators of our groups to share about next week's practice. We're inviting them to practice it early um, and then to, to share with, with the entire church. So I was looking at an email thread. Have you ever done this? Looked at an email thread and realized that something was missing? Where there's like people are volunteering for like a, you know, bring a casserole or sign up to share something. And there's like one week missing. And you're like, oh, no one's doing that yet. So I was looking at this email thread. And none of our facilitators who are like wonderfully volunteering and leading these groups had volunteered to speak this week. So I thought I should probably email them and say, hey, someone should share this week on the prayer of exam. And it's like a beautiful practice. And I had a moment sitting in my office of, of where I realized the prayer of examine is like my favorite thing in the world. Why am I going to send an email and ask someone else to share? Um, I didn't know if I was going to drive here this morning, but I thought, man, I would drive anywhere as far as I could in my car as it would take me to share about prayer of examine um, for a couple minutes. So I came out this morning because um, I'm not exaggerating to say I've tried a lot of different practices in my, in my life. Um, for a long time with a lot of different groups of followers of Jesus, and the prayer of examine changes my life. Like in a, in a deep, real, soulful kind of way, when I practice this kind of prayer, I become different. And I'm connected to God in a, in a, in a real deep way, connected to God's spirit and a sense of God's presence um, in a very deep and profound way. Um, about 20 years ago when I was a youth pastor, I, I first encountered this prayer, and I didn't know who Ignatius was. I didn't know it was Ignatian. I didn't know much about it, but I encountered a, a written form of this prayer, and I tried it, and it moved me. Like the, way it, the way I reflected on my day, something moved deep inside me. I tried to teach it to high schoolers, which had very uh, up and down um, effects with teenagers practicing prayer exam, but I was very eager as a you know, 20-something to try it, but in my own life, something Something shifted when I practiced this prayer. Um, when, I, when I practice the prayer of examine, when I, when I slow down and I look at my day with God, when I, when I pray through my day, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, excuse me, wow, thought I'd turn that off. When I pray through my day with God and I look at it with God, something happens where I actually see where God was moving in that day. Well, like when I slow down and I, when I look at my day with God and I say thank you to God, something shifts in how I see my day. Like when I pray a prayer of examine in the evening, something shifts where I'm able to see my day differently. Like I'm able to see that God really was in that day. I was so busy in the day running around and doing good things. But when I pray a prayer of examine at night, it's like I can see that God was there. And I can see what was happening, and I can slow down and be reminded that God is active in my life, even if I'm running too fast. But I think for me, the, the thing about the exam that I appreciate more than the evening prayer, and that, that 10 or 15 minutes with God really is moving to me when I practice it. But if I practice an exam for a few days at a time, I find myself in the middle of a day, like living life, right? Like living life, busy parenting and teaching and coaching basketball and doing things, and I find myself in the middle of the day and encountering maybe a moment of anxiety or a moment of pain or a moment of beauty, and I encounter that moment, and I'm able to somehow, because I've practiced that exam, and 
to like zoom out and go, oh yeah, God, this is what we've been praying about. This person makes me anxious. But we prayed about this, God. And I'm able to, in that moment, like shift how I view that moment. And, and to remember that God is with me in that moment because I've been praying about it with God. Like something happens in my everyday life where I can sense God's presence and activity in my life in a different way when I'm practicing examine. Now, a moment of confession. I love examine, and I, I love teaching it. I love talking about it. The reality is I have seasons of life where I practice it diligently, and I have seasons of life where I completely forget to practice it, where I don't practice it, even though I know it's so good for my soul. But I always come back to it because God moves in this particular practice in a deep and profound way. So I, we invite you this next week, if you're in a group or not in a group, to try this prayer of examine and to see where God would meet you. So keeping that in mind, we now move to our scripture reading. It is from Psalm 121. I raise my eyes toward the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God won't let your foot slip. Your protector won't fall asleep on the job. No, Israel's protector never sleeps or rests. The Lord is your protector. The Lord is your shade right beside you. The sun won't strike you during the day, neither will the moon at night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. God will protect your very life. The Lord will protect you on your journeys whether going or coming, from now until forever, amen. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us, thanks be to God. Well, good morning. It is so good to be with you, and it is it has been so good to be with your community this weekend. Yesterday morning was so beautiful up here. And um, then I was taken up the hills to drink some spectacular wine. And I, we, we experienced all three seasons during that hour. It snowed, the sun was out, it was amazing. Um, but it has just been so good to be with your community this weekend. And um, Nate, the, I can't imagine a better introduction to the examine that was beautiful because i was going to say almost word for word his first sentence which i was going to say i'm so excited to teach you a practice that has changed my life and so at least there's two of us how many of you are familiar in some way with the examine is there okay all right great so there's a number of 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 longtime examiners and the rest of us, we're gonna to learn together and I'll try to make it really clear the steps. Um, I'll share a little bit about the examine and then we're gonna roll up our sleeves and practice it. And so the very heart of this practice, which as Nate mentioned, was created by St. Ignatius of Loyola who founded the Jesuit order about almost 500 years ago. And so it has survived the test of time. And the key insight here the key insight is that God is always present and God is always working in our lives and in the world. It's just us 
who occasionally notice. So we don't convince God to go from up on a cloud somewhere to close, or God's not really doing anything, just hanging around, and we try to convince God to do something. God is always doing everything. And the examine helps us notice God's fingerprints in our life. Um, that great T.S. Eliot quote, we had the experience, but we missed the meaning. And so much of my life is like that. I have an experience, and I'm like, oh, that was great, or that was terrible, or whatever, but okay, next thing. All right, I'm on to this. All right, have that experience. Next thing. And rarely look back. The examine is a gift. It's a tool. It is a container that helps us look back and just notice what's going on in there. What's God doing in that conversation? Um, it has been transformational. I learned it from my uh, Jesuit spiritual director who'd been practicing it almost 50 years. And he would tell me, you know, there's many ways to do an examine, but he learned it um, in five steps. So I'd love to teach you these five steps, and then, like I said, we're going to do it. First step, we invite the Spirit to God. And this is a, it sounds simple, um, but this is a real key. Um, an examine is prayer. It's not like a self-evaluation exercise. Uh, an examine is saying, God, would you shine your light and help me notice what is most true? So step one, we invite the spirit to guide. Step two, we look back over the last day. Very often I do an examine that's 24 hours, but it can be the last week or last month. Um, for this morning's purposes, because it's the morning, I'm going to invite us to do an examine on yesterday, on Saturday, those 24 hours. So in step two, we look back, we start at the beginning of the day, and we just begin remembering what we did, where we were, what we, what we were experiencing. And the insight of step two is to begin by noticing what was good, what was beautiful, to begin in gratitude. And I don't know about you, I'm an Enneagram 4 melancholy artist. And um, I can always find what's wrong with everything. Um, I am a gift to be married to. And, um, and so when I was first learning this, begin with gratitude. I was like, is this one of those like unicorn things where we just have to pretend? And Father Mike was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Whatever you begin your prayer with, you are placing at the center. You're, be you're placing at the center of your prayer of the universe. You know, when you just show up to pray, gosh, God, my boss is such an idiot. Like, we're placing that boss at the center of the universe. That boss is not the center of the universe. God is. Grace is. Abundance is. So that it, it, this has been so transformational for me personally to begin with what's right. So that's step two. Step three, as we're moving through our day, as we're remembering what we experienced, we begin noticing the emotions that surface. And for some of us, that'll be really natural. You'll be, you'll be able to feel those feelings. And for others, you're like, listen, I turned, I, I turned those emotions off a decade ago. You know, I'm not going. But here's, here's the insight here. We know very often the right answer. Like I had a friend who said in Sunday school, the right answer is always Jesus. So just raise your hand, the right answer. We know the right answers. But very often, if we're humble enough 
if we pause and listen, our emotions will tell us the truth, almost through the back door. And so in the examine, we just make a little space to notice, how did I feel? What was surfacing? You know, I had that beautiful conversation with my son, and it was so moving. What, what was going on between us? What was happening there? Or, you know, Thursday at work, that coworker said that thing that was this frustrating, but I responded like this. What was going on? Why? And so the key is to not judge the emotions as good or bad, but just to be curious, to notice what was going on. So step one, we invite the spirit to lead. Step two, we begin reviewing the day in gratitude. Step three, we notice the emotions that begin surfacing. And then step four, in a lot of ways, is the heart of the examine. We choose one of those emotions, one of those memories, and we spend some time praying about it. And prayer, my spiritual director would remind me, is not a monologue. It's a dialogue. So spend a little time saying, God, this conversation with my son, it was so sweet. It was so moving to me. We, we, we talk to God about it. And then we just create a little space to listen. And in my experience, sometimes that space is just like crickets, and I just sit there and don't hear anything. And other times, I get a sense that God is trying to move. And, I, you know, God's not a vending machine. We don't, like, make God do anything. But we create space for God to do whatever God wants to do. So I love this space. It's very tender. It's just opening that conversation. And then finally, step five, we look forward to the future and hope. We look forward to tomorrow. We just say, what did I notice today that was beautiful, that God's fingerprints were inviting me? How can I bring that into tomorrow? And then maybe the parallel question, what was going on today, going on yesterday, that I want to leave there, that I don't want to keep bringing into the future? And so in step five, we just ask God for help and say, would you give me what I need to hold on to this goodness to let go of the rest. So five steps. Again, there's many ways to do this, but this has been a very helpful container for me. Um, St. Ignatius would, uh, would say, if, especially in times of strain, to do two examines a day, one midday, one at the end of the day. Um, like Nate mentioned, I can barely manage one examine a day, but I often do it at the end of the day to just look back over at what happened. So we're going to jump into this. I'm going to lead you step by step so you don't have to remember all of those. Um, it, do you have any questions that would help you practice before we jump in? Anything confusing or weird? I mean, maybe weird, but anything confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm so glad you said that. I would not say the goal is to only focus on the uplifting. The goal is to begin with what's right, which then opens us up to the full gamut of reality. So very often in the examine, something that I've been trying to hold, you know, that I don't want to mess with will come to the surface. And it creates this really gentle space to just talk to God. Or sometimes I don't even like try to articulate the words. I just try to hold this in God's presence. 
So yeah, it's not about only the positive. It's about letting what is most true surface. Wonderful question. Yes. Well, one other thing my spiritual director always says is when you pray, say to God with your body what you're saying with your heart and with your mind. He loves to say to me, Aaron, you're not just a brain on a stick. You are a fully embodied creature made in the image of your creator. And so what I'd love to do is invite us into our bodies now. So if you'd place both feet on the floor, and you don't need anything in your hands, so it's helpful to set that aside. And uh, I want to invite us maybe to take, uh, as is your practice here, to begin with two deep breaths. To become present to the God who is always present to us. And then be conscious of your hands. How do you want to hold your hands in a way that says, God, I'm open. I'm here. And let's begin with step one. Just simply inviting the spirit to guide these next 10 minutes or so. So I'm going to give us 30 seconds, silently in your own words, to just name the reality of where you are right now. You may say, God, this is so weird. I don't know what we're doing. Or maybe you say, God, I am desperate to hear from you this morning. Or whatever is most true, to invite God's gracious spirit to guide these next 10 minutes. Let's take 30 seconds to do that. And now trusting that the God who is as close as the air we breathe is guiding, is leading, and is for us. Let's move on to the second step. Looking back over yesterday, over Saturday, and trying to notice as many good gifts as possible to begin with gratitude. So I'll even start with us. When you woke up yesterday, did you have to set an alarm for some reason? Did you get to sleep in? How did you feel rolling out of bed? How did that first sip of coffee make you feel? Just notice, did you have breakfast alone? Did you have conversation with somebody? What was going on inside you yesterday morning as your day began? And then again, pay special attention to what was good. I mean, did you have a soft, safe place to sleep last night? Did you have a meal when you were hungry today? Thank God for these gifts, big and small. And I'm going to give us two minutes to look through the day, to keep going, to move from breakfast to morning to, mid to midday, just remember what you did 
Remember the big moments, remember the small moments. Pay special attention to what was good, what was a gift, what was a grace. So Holy Spirit, would you guide these two minutes as we look back and review our day continue to remember to notice the goodness let's add on some fruit and as we remember to begin noticing the emotions that we felt to not judge them as good emotions or bad emotions but just to be curious when you felt grateful when you felt afraid two minutes to continue to look back over yesterday and notice what happened. Notice the emotions that surfaced in your heart. Holy Spirit, would you guide us, guide our memories, guide our minds, guide our hearts as we remember today.
we prepare to move into step four, where we choose one of these memories, one of these emotions, spend some time praying with it, about it. I wonder if there is one experience from yesterday or one emotion that keeps popping up. Maybe it's the one that you feel most drawn towards, something that you're so grateful for that you just want to spend some time relishing and thanking God for. Or maybe it's another one. Maybe it's, like we were talking earlier, one of those that you're trying to keep to the side, trying to not feel, not listen to. Maybe this would be a safe space to let it just peek its head out in God's presence, in the presence and safety of this community. So I'm going to give you a moment to just decide which emotion you're going to pray with. Try to choose just one. Try to be as specific as possible. you have it in mind, I invite you to take one minute to tell God why you feel the way you feel about it. So just share as one friend to another. You don't have to use religious language. Just speak the truth. Holy Spirit, would you receive these very tender and very holy Once you've shared how you feel about this, I invite us into 30 seconds of silence to simply listen. How might God want to respond to what you've just shared? Please speak, O oh Lord, your servants listen. finally, step five, we look forward to tomorrow with hope. What emerged during this exam room as you reflected on yesterday that felt of God, that felt life-giving, that felt um, vibrant, that you want to bring into today and tomorrow? Ask God for help to hold on to that and bring it forward. And then is there anything that surfaced that you want to let go finally? Take a moment to ask God for the strength 
grace, for the wisdom to know how to let it go. Leave it in yesterday so you can be fully open to join what God is doing in you right now and in the future. So let's take a moment to ask God for what we need as we look toward the future. help us finish this um, examine this time of prayer we could sing just one verse of this beautiful hymn take my life and let it be uh, the verse is written in your bulletin if it's helpful to bow your head or raise your head to sing it if it's helpful to stand or stay seated is helpful to say to God with your body, God, take my life and let it be fully yours, fully yours, consecrated, Lord, to thee. Sing this together. Take my life and this in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. And everyone said, Thank you, Aaron. As our choir comes up to um, offer a song, uh, it's the same song, keep us offering our life to God, I invite you to give to this space that we are continuing to try to create places for our souls to reflect and grow and experience the goodness of God. Thank you. 